find it really uncomfortable. Oh, I'd say I, that a lot of people find talking about this stuff with their partner uncomfortable, or even listening. They're you know. probably cringing right now as they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Hi, we are Beck and Burn from Rekindling Relationships. Welcome to our podcast designed to help couples and parents create a more loving, healthy and fun relationship together. Our aim is to support couples to better communicate as well as help them to navigate the tricky aspects of relating. As well as creating fun dates and creative workshops, we mentor couples and individuals. Hope you enjoy our podcast and it helps your relationship to thrive. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Back again for... Pleasure. Pleasure. Which is intimacy, isn't it? It's like the thing of intimacy. It can be very pleasurable. Can it? Okay. Yes, <laughs> Apparently. It can. Also, though, it can become very mundane and boring. So we... It can be painful. Yes. We're talking about how everyone can keep it and make it more pleasurable. More and pleasurable. more amazing. Yep. What do you like? It doesn't what, have what to be you, like that. What, what about being in an intimate space is pleasurable for you? We touched on it in the last podcast. I love edging. Yep. yep. I think that's created a depth of intimacy that I've never, never known or experienced. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. I don't even know how to explain that. I think that I really enjoy. I do really enjoy a bit of role play. I think oh, that's sh- always a bit fun. Beck loves role play. Oh, the server. You know my auntie listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Who knows how many people we know listening to this? I think it's good because you know. Well, at least you... my parents don't, I guess. <laughs> well, my parents are no longer <laughs> around, so they definitely don't. <laughs> you know, we both believe that one of the problems with sex education is that it doesn't teach people how to communicate in an intimate space. So I do feel that the more open we are about this stuff and willing to share what happens for us. Because it's taken us a long time to get to this point. Yeah. It's taken Years. Years. Part, different partners. Lots of different partners. And we've only just realised that there's more to an intimate space than what we were experiencing. Yeah. One of the things about pleasure you were just mentioning was role play. Mm-hmm. Role play is so much fun. It's something which I've never really explored before. And yeah, you have to have a willing partner. But I think going back to what some of our other podcasts, you really need to have patience in that space. You can't just throw people in the deep end. And you've got to have a good communication about what is going to happen. Mm. You know, it is about that consent. I would like to try this. What do you think? Mm. And the other person being able to go. And if we shame our partners, then they're going to shut down. They're never going to tell us. If something someone says to you freaks you out, then you could just say, yeah, I think I feel a bit uncomfortable about that. Could we try something easier? And being critical. If you try role play and you're critical of your partner, then that's not going to work either. No, that will shut it down. Mm. So you've got to be open to what that other person would like to experience. And the great thing is when you're open to that, you get to know what makes them tick, what they like, what interests them, what pleasures them. And at first, it might seem a little bit strange for you if you're a bit might be conservative. A bit might feel a bit awkward. That's okay. It's all right to be awkward. And it takes time, I think. Like we mentioned in our other podcast, it takes patience. It might take time to experiment and it might mean that you try it a few times till you feel more comfortable with it. Ask your partner what you'd like and then also tell them what you would like is really empowering in a relationship. I love that I can turn around and say, hey, do you want to wear this thing and dress like this? And I know, I'll tell you what, I'll be a tradie <laughs> and you be the lady of the house. And then we'll sort of have a bit of a rough idea about where that's going to go. Who's going to be more submissive? Who's going to be more dominating in that space? Mm. And I love that we actually share those roles back and forth because it allows us to receive as well as give. You know, it also allows one of us 
to be in power and be in control and mm. the other one to be at the whim of the other person. For me, in my masculine where I'm working and I'm getting stuff done and I'm organising things and doing in very much that headspace, when you step up and you take a more dominating role in the bedroom, I love it because I can just sort of lie back and go, oh, I'm not in charge anymore. Mm. But then I also love to be on the other side of things. Yeah. It does take a lot of communication. What do you suggest to people who are a little bit uncomfortable about approaching this topic with their partner? Like, have you ever felt uncomfortable? Do you ever feel uncomfortable going, hey, (laughs) should we try this? I know you don't with me. Do I ever feel uncomfortable? Like saying, hey, we should try this. You're like, this this is a real good conversation and I don't know if I want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Other people might find it really uncomfortable. I would say I would reckon that a lot of people find talking about this stuff with their partner uncomfortable or even List, you know. probably cringing right now as they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> what would you suggest? You seem, to, you seem to have cringed a few times. <laughs> you know, knowing that this is quite an awkward conversation, what would you say to couples who are trying to bring more fun and role plays into their life? I think they should have the conversation but present it like that. Hey, I'd love us to have some fun. I'm thinking that maybe – to make things a little bit more spicy and fun and exciting, we could try role play. What do you think? You know, just that kind of thing. What rather than like surprise them at the door wearing like Well, that's some no, but some partners might be okay with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like okay they'll be that. they'll probably think that's great. Mm. But you know, if you have a partner that is a little bit more introverted, is a little bit more shy, a little bit more reluctant, then I think bringing it up like that. And maybe it's way. sitting down and having a conversation about it, and then planning out a time for it. Yeah, and just but, take baby steps. Like it doesn't have to be like some you know crazy full on role play. Something know? simple. Yeah, something simple. Something simple. And because really, it's less about the thing that's happening as the energy that's being sort of shared in that space. Mm. And it's like you know, one person might be in charge or another person might be in charge or you might be acting out like completely different people or you're trying to access maybe a different part of you you know you mostly might be very submissive or very passive and then Mm. you want to become a bit more active so this is a great space to do it but if you have a conversation and then you carve out some time to do it then it means that rather than you know one person's like got this thing to do and oh i don't have the time or i don't don't have the headspace there's a conversation and then there's that build up but there's a sort of excitement you know you're excited because you know this thing's going to happen it can build towards it that's part of the foreplay as well Mm. it's like you know maybe messages back and forth so one of my favorite role and I'm just going to put it out there is uh, Beck as my uh, oh, no. s- sexy hairdresser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I don't know. <laughs> I'd be worried. Could go anyway. You know, it's really interesting. When I was 13, 14, and I used to, my oh, mum would. I can't believe you're sharing this. My mum would try and get me to go to the hairdressers to get my hair cut. And I hated it. I was just like, oh, I can't be bothered. So she found someone who would come to the house and cut my brother and I's hair. And we were maybe 14, 15 years old. Back in the 80s, this woman turned up and she had like big perm. She was probably in her 20s and she was, wow, who is this? Oh, yes, I'm going to sit still and I'm going to have my hair cut and I'm just going to sit there and just watch you. I was a teenager. I didn't realize that that was actually, would be a role play for me. And because Beck cuts hair, Beck can be my sexy hairdresser. (laughs) turns up and then cuts my hair for me it's a role play and you know wherever that leads to that leads to but we've talked about it so it becomes something that we can bring into the space and we can do and it's a much better way to get a haircut that's for sure (laughs) so much more fun (laughs) and i get a haircut i think i'm really clever if i said too much i'm just listening (laughs) you're a little bit worried you're like oh who's listening (laughs) 
I'm just thinking about the type of people that will be listening to it. Well, hopefully they're learning something. We might be bringing some great um, information mm. into people we know's bedrooms. So I think the the advice is to just be really creative and, and keep it – I think it's a great way to keep it exciting and fun. And you bring more pleasure into your relationship when you know each other better as well, when mm. you talk about this sort of stuff. Yeah. And when you're not awkward about it, yes, we can be awkward about talking about intimacy and sex and what we like and what we don't. And the only way to get better at it is to do it. Mm. When The more you talk about it and the more you sit down and have these conversations, the better it gets. And I think in reality, when your partner says, hey, I really would like to try this with you, that's actually very attractive. Mm. Nobody thinks that's not attractive. No. Do they? Like no. most people would be like, oh, wow, they want to do this. That sounds really like they want to do that with me, that sounds really fun. Like yeah. it's something very sexy and attractive in speaking your truth and what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. and there's also vulnerability in there, isn't mm. there? Because if you're vulnerable, if you can be vulnerable with your partner and say what you need and know that that person is not going to shame you, is not going to criticise you, is going to be open to it and be able to hear you, even if they're not interested, even if mm. they're like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. To be heard mm. is really important. And then to go, you know what? I love this idea. I love the idea of us bringing mm. more into it. Can we try this instead? Or baby steps? Can we, maybe we do a little bit. Yeah. You know, you might want to tie me up. How about we just tie my hands together? Mm. How can we do this where both people feel comfortable? Because if you do it and someone feels uncomfortable and awkward and doesn't enjoy that experience, then you miss out. Yeah. Takes a lot of communication, I think. What else for bringing pleasure into into the room? What other things bring you pleasure? I think allocating time again. I think it is putting aside a chunk of time. We're like, let's make a day where on this day for this amount of time, we have fun and try this. I think it is putting aside time because we don't always prioritize mm. our relationship. In fact, quite often it's the last thing that we prioritize. And especially in an intimate space, quite often it's just really late at night, just before you go to bed, everyone's wrecked and you're not really putting much energy into it. And I think that's a shame. I think that sometimes it's something that we need to prioritise more. So you have to prioritise your pleasure time. Call it pleasure time. Lock it in your calendar as pleasure time. Yeah, like who yeah. wouldn't? You did that every week. Then what would happen is it would actually help you to understand each other better yeah. and have more pleasure. Yeah. And you could even just edge until then. And edging might not mean, you know, you're spending hours in bed. It means that you might just be like being a bit more affectionate with each other. You might be grabbing the other person's bum or, you know, pulling them aside and having a big kiss, being a bit more touchy-feely and that's part of edging up until that I think point that's, that's part of foreplay it? really isn't yeah, it yeah. like if you're doing all those things if you're like sending each other messages and touching each other and connecting with each other all the time mm. then when you step into an intimate space a bedroom a lovemaking session yeah energy's a bit more heightened it's heightened but mm. also it's like it's like you're, if you're doing that other stuff all the time then it's not like the only time you do it is when you want to go to the bedroom yeah yeah and that's, you know, a, where, that's where, a trap people can fall into I think it yeah. is I think it's something mm. which I've heard before where people said, well, you know, the only time they touch me is when they want something. Yeah, yeah. And it should be, oh, they touch me all the time and that makes me want them. Yes. And I want yes. them and they want me as well. Yeah, that can definitely be a, a problem that people fall into, a trap that people fall into. For me, something that brings me pleasure is hearing you enjoying what we do. Mm -hmm. So when you make noise and you moan or groan or scream the house down, then I I know that you're enjoying it. I think it's shifted in me something which in the past, and I think this is 
because I didn't know and, I, and porn related, mm. is that I didn't think that I should make any noise, that it wasn't my role to make noise except probably when I come. That really? would be it. Yeah. So, and I know I'm quite vocal now, mm. but that is because I now realize that you like hearing me make noise as well. It works both ways. It's not just me wanting to hear you. You like hearing me. You know then that I'm enjoying something. Yeah. So it means when you do something to me, I can go, you know. It's if kind I don't, of indicators it's of where you're at. Yeah, if you're yeah. doing something and I'm not saying a word, then you're like, oh, he's not really into that. But mm. if you change and, and then you, and you're present, you'll go, oh, okay, that's not really his thing. How about this? And then I'll, you'll hear me and you'll be yeah. like, oh, there's somewhere. But then... It's about that pleasure is also about not just doing that one thing because you've got no other ideas. And I'll speak as a hetero male is that we sometimes think that all we've got is a cock to work with when we don't. We have our hands, we have our mouth, we have our tongue, we have a whole body. Mm. And in regards to tongue, here's a tip, men. Don't stick it down your partner's throat. They're not really into it. They find it a bit gross, okay? You're better off to just use it lightly. You might occasionally flick it out. But unless they start sticking their tongue in your mouth, don't do it. Would it be right there? Mm-hmm. It is one of those things I've heard that men who don't know and don't know how to kiss properly just mm. do. It's just like they think that that's the way to do it. Mm. Same as they think the way to make love to a woman is to get on top of her, put their cock inside her, whack her like a jackhammer, and then it's done and dusted. Whack her like a jackhammer. Here's a gun. I'm going to whack her like a jackhammer. Oh, God. <laughs> just got all locker. God, you just said it three times. I know. I keep on saying it because it's a funny so word. Funny. I'm going to leave it all in too. But yeah, oh. knowing, you know, being able to hear the other person get vocal is really pleasurable. That's an interesting point. I didn't even think about that. But it <clears throat> it is a great indicator of where you're at, I find. So, yeah. Even telling the other person where you're at is good. You know, it's like, oh. I'm I really real- like that. I really or, like you know, that. Can you do maybe that? Maybe don't say I don't like that unless it's something you really don't like because sometimes that can change the mood a bit, can't it? And maybe, well, maybe, instead just- of, maybe instead of saying don't, you say, hey, I really like it when you did that. Hey, could you do that to me? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. that's more fun. And I think we believe that we can't talk in bed because it's going to mess with the spontaneity. I think spontaneity is... Oh, I think vocals are really good. Yeah. Like saying stuff. Saying stuff, like saying what you want. Or even talking dirty or whatever it is. That's very much a turn on. I just perked up there, talking dirty. Oh, my God. You know my auntie is listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) She might. We'll just put put an auntie warning on on the front of it, okay? Talking dirty. So tell me about talking dirty. This is interesting because Beck is not. I noticed you get really on board with this. As soon as I said it, you're like, wow, yes, let's talk about this. Well, because talking dirty was not your thing. Like, you didn't even swear when we met. I don't know what's happened now. You're full on potty mouth. Doesn't come from me because I don't swear at all. Oh, my God. Yes, potty mouth. (laughs) So, So now you're all cursy and sweary. And I actually really like it when you bring that into the bedroom and you – because it's out of character as well. Mm. You know, it's like I'm still with you, but you're like accessing a different, darker side of you, which is all sweary and cursy and a bit (laughs) slutty really, which is great. I think we should all embrace that in ourselves. If that's what you're into, of course. If that's what you're into. You might not. You might be like, oh, let's keep the swear words out of the bedroom. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough too. Keep the moaning Look, and groaning in. And that's, in. that's about, again, goes down to being really good at communicating what you both like and want mm. more of. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Communication is key. All right. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode on pleasure. Join us next time for... Passion, the last mm. one of this series. See you later. Bye. 
Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.